just continuing to find what you personally want to do and create your own opinions about things, it's really easy to just be a follower of what everyone else is doing and not necessarily create your own ideas of what you want to do or sitting down with yourself and literally being like, what do I want to do in the next five years? We get so wrapped up in our everydays and like to, I guess, give young girls hope is like the only thing that I really, really try to do every single day. I think we're also in a time on the internet right now where everyone's trying really hard to be authentic. And when you're trying really hard to be authentic, it usually comes off as inauthentic. And so we're excited to share like actual authentic articles. Adrian retired actually from us. He was with me all day, every day. And then one day he was like, no, five and a half years. Was it all day, every day for five and a half years? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, We have a long standing relationship. We were like SpongeBob and Patrick. We just were inseparable. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly like that. All right. Today's guest is a 19 year old social media mogul already owning two real estate. How many real estate properties do you own? Uh, (laughs) With over 12 and a half million followers and counting every single day across all platforms, she is the definition of business of influence. So today we're going to dive into the beginning of her journey, talk about what business she's building now behind the scenes and convince her to get into real estate with the best brokerage in the world. Ellie (laughs) Zeller, right? Zeller. Zeller. Yes. Ellie Zeller and Mia Meltzer. Welcome to the Business of Influence. Thank you so much. That was the best intro ever. Was I want to step into every room and have you say that. Yeah, you yes. should. You can do that actually now. Like we have, you can have theme music. You know? person cameo. Yes. <laughs> I just like hook into like hack into people's Sonoses and just have theme music all the time because we do that for properties, right? Like you know, you have like the closing music when yeah. people are coming through. It can't no be too way. loud or too crazy. Like you know, this song. Set the mood. Set do the you do bar mitzvahs? I don't do bar mitzvahs. Okay. No. Yeah. Do you? <laughs> no. How'd you two meet? <laughs> Um, So Ellie and I actually grew up right next door to each other in San Diego when she was three months old. I was three years old and um, we've been best friends since. Are you 23? I'm 22. 22. 22. Wow. That's how math works. So let's let's break this down. (laughs) Let's let's break this down. You guys grew up together pre-social media. What are you guys like? You guys best friends, inseparable? What's the vibe? She's my little sister's age, and I had girls on her street who were my age. So we actually ran in kind of different circles. She was, I actually think there was a point in time where I cut Ellie's hair with scissors, and I have a vivid memory of her dad with the scissors in his hand, like, do not ever touch my daughter's hair ever again or else. And from that moment on, I think I was actually scared of not only her parents, but her too. Um, until we grew up and um, we realized we were actually like so much more similar than we thought we were. <laughs> but we just recently reconnected after I've kind of gotten to a certain place in my career and Mia just graduated college and is at a certain place at her career. And so we are now mending together, putting our brains together. And now we're best friends and she's stuck with me forever. And now you're in New York. No. No. So I actually, I'm from San Diego. I moved to LA a couple of years ago and she lives in the city now and I'm hoping to move here in the next few months, I wish, but I know it's going to be like a year. That's how we recruit her to work for us. Have you started looking at a bar? Please. (laughs) I haven't. We were just talking about this. This is great timing. He's like, his eyes are lighting up like, oh my God, I have business. (laughs) I don't do rentals anymore, but Andy over here. Maybe they're buying. 
rentals. Oh, I yeah. What do you yeah. mean rentals? Let's, mm-hmm. let's talk to your dad. They have two rental properties. Let's talk to good old David, right? <laughs> yeah. We'll sit down at one of those dinners. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I could go for another nice catch steak. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we talked about buying you an apartment. <laughs> we did. We did talk about Pre-COVID, that. Pre-COVID. We talked yes. about that, actually. I was talking to her dad about buying an apartment, and then COVID was so weird because the market was bad, and the next day it wasn't. And they could have gotten a good deal at that <laughs> they, time. They bought a house in Indiana instead of an apartment in for New themselves. York. Um, for for me, oh. for me, but it would have been more beneficial later on to have that, it's ha- okay. that the nice apartment in New York would have been nice. Got it, <laughs> got it, got it, got it. But when you're ready, yeah, we are. When Ellie's ready, I'm here. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready to buy. Honestly, so tell us about your social media journey pre-pandemic. Were you guys making content? Because I know a lot of people hopped on the train during the pandemic. Yeah, for sure. I know there's it's kind of a cliche story at this point, but I was a part of that train. I was always really interested in content creation before I made it my full-time job. And at the time when I first started social media, I was 16 in high school. We'd gone into quarantine. I'd always like been interested in making YouTube videos and making content and being on TV and different things like that. But I was always a little scared of kids and being in high school. And I really didn't have that much time to do it as well. So when we went into quarantine, I had, you know, all everything broke loose in our family and our in our household. And so I finally had time to make TikToks. And I was really lucky to have the first few TikToks that I posted go viral. And from that point on, I saw it as an opportunity and something that I always wanted to do. So that's the... That's how I really, really started a few years ago. So you said you were scared of kids, like scared of bullying or scared of people's impressions or commenting and... Honestly, all of it. I really was. I mean, I would put so much effort into making content and making like YouTube videos before it was popular. I always say it's so cool. A few years ago, it was not. Like I would go to high school and be so made fun of for doing whatever I was doing and instantly take it down. Looking back, it's, you know, one of my biggest regrets. So I try to like push that idea forward to the younger generation of obviously not being scared of other people, which is so much easier said than done. But yeah, in the moment, it was other people. So so you did start making videos on YouTube then, right? Yes. And then I was just take it down. I was just always like very interested in being being creative and like sharing who I was on the internet, which was like not a concept that we all knew about five years ago. And how has that translated to your businesses today? Well, I think that for me, it's very interesting because even at the beginning, when I saw it as this opportunity and like I've taken it into different business ventures as I've gone along, I always saw it as something that like, if I can create this audience that loves me so much and will follow me anywhere, ultimately when I decide what I want to do, they will come Mm -hmm. with me. And so that's why... I think we're really excited to be here because we finally have gotten to that place of like really wanting to create something to share to my audience. So I think that's how I saw it as like a business right from the start. Yeah. It's something we talk about a lot and how to take a, how to take an audience and turn the audience into a community. For sure. And how you turn the community Mm -hmm. into a customer. So true. And it's really hard. Like audience isn't always a follower. Like we see, oh, blah, blah, blah has 10 million followers. She doesn't, You don't know if those people are really, really following you, especially if I think I've tried my whole career to never sell too many products or be cheesy about too too many different things or ever try to promote something that I didn't really, really love. Again, kind of a cliche concept that I think a lot of people say, but not a lot of people do right now. 
so you didn't like quote unquote sell out. You kind of just did the things that were authentic to you because you saw the long term. Like exactly. this is what I want to do. I yes. want to stay true so that when that moment does come, my audience is like ride or die for me. Exactly. Got it. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. When did you realize that you're in high school, you're creating content, it's working. Maybe you don't go to college. Maybe you do this like full time. It's funny because that sentence in itself, still hearing that kind of gives me a little bit of PTSD. Because you're still only, you're only 19. I, I'd be a sophomore right now, just starting a sophomore year yeah. in college. So, you know, I still have time. But with that being said, I, similar to like me not being able to like fully be myself, I guess, in high school, I also went to a high school where it was like, if you didn't have a 4.5 and wanted to go to Harvard and wanted to be a doctor, then like you were just a failure in my high school and in my community. And so to ever like get through those four years of high school and like admit to myself that I didn't really want to go to college was really scary. So I did actually apply to a lot of schools and I like went through the whole application process and I got into a lot of schools it was sitting in that classroom realizing that especially the first couple of years of college were for my peers around me, a place where they could figure out what they wanted to do with their life. And sure. I'm sitting in this class being like, I can't wait until this class is over so I can do what I want to do right yeah, now yeah. for my life. And I think, you know, I applaud my parents for kind of getting out of that rat race of being so scared for me to like, Final, I, I'm not kidding. I've just gotten in the past six months or less to be able to sit and talk to a grown adult and have them ask me where, where do you go to school? And me to say, I don't go to school. I work full time. And I think like it was me being surrounded by people that didn't necessarily know what they wanted to do yet, which is fine. Like my, I have so many friends and so many people that don't know what they want to do. And I think college is a great place for that to happen, but for my story, I guess it wasn't. And I finally just got to that place. Oh, congrats. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yes. cra That's crazy that like you are so like, you're beyond your years. Like you don't strike me as a 19 year old girl. Right? I feel like I'm 45. Truly. I feel like she's older I than really I am. am. I look like I'm 45. <laughs> yeah. Like I like I'm at 19. I was, like, I, was my, I was having a kid at 19. That's crazy. Adrian has so many kids. I have two. Relax. I'm not a buckaroo. But it's just like I, I was not thinking that way at 19, which is which is crazy. And like, I don't know. What real quick, walk us through. You're 16. You're just getting into this world. You're picking up traction on social. 17, you buy up your first property. Is that kind of what I read? Yes. How did that come about? Break that down for me. Because um, at 17, I was not thinking about buying real estate. <laughs> I have I, to I, like... Where, and where did the money come from? Well, let me just explain. First okay. of all, if I, <laughs> as soon as I hear... Good thing we're doing a podcast. <laughs> I mean, I instantly like hear that and I have to give props to my parents because I, at 17, would not know that that is what I should be doing with my money. Um, how I got that money was from my social media career. And so doing brand deals, having partnerships with brands. Um, and so as soon as I saw any money in my bank account, my dad was like, I'm taking this and we're going to put it this way because something that he always taught me is how important it is for to have passive income. Yeah. And so we don't know how long this is going to last. Obviously, I'm really grateful like three years later that I get to still be doing this. But 
when TikTok was first starting in quarantine, no one had any idea what was going on. So yes, I took my money from my social media career, put it into real estate, and now Damn. it is there. How? Thank you to my parents. For <laughs> you guys in real estate? Is that what I like? Yes, my so my dad was in marketing and had many careers before. He is now what doing what he's doing now. Um, but right now he does real estate. So nice in San Diego. Teaches me that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Did I read that you wanted to be in real estate? From day one, I, my two favorite shows growing up were Million Dollar Listing, New York, especially. Uh -huh. That's Thanks. my favorite one. Just to clarify, I told you. I told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People and know you. Like, Shark Tank. Those were my two favorite shows. So I'm very excited to be here. Dang, that's crazy. <laughs> nice. I walked by you on Sunday, didn't I? I We were literally in shock. We were like, no way, that's him. Yes, it I was did. I us. walked by. Is that you and your mom? Yeah, that was my mom. Yeah, I walked I. by you on Sunday outside the office. They were just scoping out what was yeah. coming. Yeah, we were like, I don't know. <laughs> They're like, so, what are we dealing with Making sure here. they knew the directions, how to get here. Yeah, we were so <laughs> nervous. That's Sunday's we my doing. Sunday's my like my office day. So it's I because no one else comes here. And so it's a day where I have to like, I have... 2,400 emails I have to respond to, like thinking about calendar process, deal flow, all that stuff. Because once the week starts, then it's like 15 minutes to 15 minutes. Wow. Like this meeting is a four, 15 minute block for me. Yeah. And so then it's go, 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 pass wow. out, wake up, go, 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 go. Sunday, what the fuck happened last week? And then pick <laughs> up and plan for the week ahead. That's right. Wild. So that's, I that's can't what I even do. imagine. Sunday's like my lay in bed till 9 a.m. I watched day. three movies this Sunday. What did you watch? Harry Potter, oh, Les Mis. Okay, and okay whatever. Which I, didn't I really see that for you. I watched a notebook for the first time ever. By yourself? What? Yeah. <laughs> oh you my gosh. Yeah. The ending was, I'm not spoiling it for anyone that hasn't seen it, but the ending is tragic. No, it's happy not, though. You're not spoiling it. <laughs> this is the first time you watched the notebook? Yeah. Oh my God, you poor child. <laughs> but the first Harry Potter. Okay. Yeah, I'm going in order. Did yeah. you guys, <laughs> not to go off topic, but you guys watch that new Adam Sandler family film? I thought it was great. I loved it. Was middle school like that for you guys? I did not watch the film. So, <gasps> well, I think I can answer I this. Like, at least where I think we grew up in San Diego, and especially where I grew up in Orange County, um, very small Jewish community. Like, almost nobody. In fact, people sometimes where I live, like, aren't even um, fully educated about, like, what do Jewish people celebrate? What do Jewish people believe in? Yeah. Um, and because of that, I actually was never bar mitzvahed. I rarely got the chance to go to temple because the closest one was 30 minutes away. Oh, wow. um, but I did go to school in the Midwest with a lot of like Long Island Jewish kids. And so the last name, so on brand, the bar mitzvahs, like I've been to some, they are just like that yeah. in the moms and the dad, like the whole <laughs> family situation. Like if I explain this to you, like everyone up your butt all the time. Like your parents just like <laughs> overly in your face about everything that you do and like taking it one step too far in your personal boundaries. That is exactly what it's like being in a Jewish family, going to bar mitzvahs, the parents get like way too drunk, the whole thing. It's so on brand. Adam Sandler killed it. <laughs> awesome. Um, and I give it like, it, I think it has like 96 on Rotten Tomatoes. I'd keep it, it right there. It's crushing. I think, yeah. I think both daughters are going to have a a great career. Yeah. I, th I thought they absolutely, absolutely. murdered it. Thank you. Yeah. Part of your new company should be movie reviews. That was the most intense <laughs> movie review I've, I've heard. Okay, in quite I'll some keep time. that. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> so tell us about your schooling and what's your like relationship yeah. with social like media. <laughs> Just out of well, curiosity. Sorry. So yeah, embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, so um, I went to Indiana University. Um, I graduated high school 2019. I started in the fall. Um, don't ask me why I left Southern California to go to the Midwest, but it was the best decision ever. Best four years of my life. It's a big school. 
It is. It was a very big school. And for like a California girl who kind of grew up in like the same two areas her whole life, so scary. So much football. Um, there was a lot of football and we actually suck at it. And no one's mentioned that, but you got to keep doing it every Saturday <laughs> to the point where like your stomach, everything just hurts all the time because it's just a lot of football. And we were just talking today, the Midwest food, the breadsticks, the cheese yeah, curds. It's football and food all you day long. All you, and beer. Like yeah. it's just your stomach hurts all the time, but a great time. Um, I graduated with a major in journalism and a minor in music. I thought I was going to do PR in the sports or music industry. My junior or my sophomore year of college, I started making TikToks. I was doing clothing hauls and Amazon hauls. And I kind of was doing it as a joke, like making fun of everyone, not making fun of people on the internet, but you know, like mocking the girl who I just saw, like, it's like Amazon hauls, like this shirt is so cute. And me and my friends kind of had fun doing it. And then all of a sudden one blew up and, um, Ellie's mom was actually helping me with the second, like <laughs> trying to guide me in the right direction. And, and then at that point I was going into my junior year and a, a friend of a brother-in-law reached out He's like, hey, I saw you're interested in fashion and beauty and this, like, and you love talking about it. Any chance you know how to write? I was like, actually, yeah, that's like all I know how to do. And so <laughs> that's where Ellie and I came together um, on this business idea was I was writing these articles and I think I'm really good at it. I didn't know that I was really good at it, but I, I came to terms with, wait, like, I think this is my thing, um, which was so not in my plan. And Ellie, one who knows all the best products, we came together and we were like, why not create a community to accurately and appropriately share these products that we love and we love to talk about? Nobody pays me to say that Lancome is the best skincare product to use on your skin. No one is paying me to do that. Is, um, it, is it the best? I don't. Uh -oh. I don't. I don't. I think it is. I think He's a big skincare Ellie, guy. Ellie told, me, Ellie told me it was one of the best. Is it? Yeah, it's really great. It's good. Is it? Lancome Genifique Serum. That's my favorite. Yeah. Got it. Plug. Yeah. I'll send you some. I'll send you some. <laughs> but we we wanted to create a platform where no one is telling us that we need to talk about these products, but mutually as two girls who've we've been through the acne, we've been through the breakups, we've been through it all. This is what we think is the best. Um, and creating a community that people can trust what we're talking about, not just because it's a viral video or um, it's going to be controversial content, just a genuine, trustworthy platform that um, you can refer to as a young girl with way too much content on the internet. So and the company's called Muse. Muse, M-U-U-Z. How'd you come up with that? Well, I came to Mia and was like, I heard somewhere, probably from a TikTok, but I like to say an article, that um, <laughs> every successful... <laughs> I'm telling my clients. I read this, I read, I read I read this in, in an article. Yeah, no. Oh, there's a guest, a, a guest appearance. Hello. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Hold on. We just had dogs in closets. <laughs> That's scary. Oh, <laughs> it's a, it's a stairway. It's a stairway. <laughs> I love Don't this. you think the person who owns that dog is like, where's my dog? I know. <laughs> we got a dog in aisle one. <laughs> that was funny. That was. He's like, that's funny, but he has a pissed off face. <laughs> that's funny. Know. He's scared of dogs. I just don't know his dog that is. I don't know. It's turning through here. So his biggest fear. Oh, so Muse, so you read in an article. Okay. Yes. I um, read in an article on TikTok, uh, TikTok um, that every successful website has double vowels. So like Google, Goop. Yahoo, oh. a ton of like a ton of things that have double whatever. <laughs> anyway, I came to me and was like, we need to have that in it. 
And then we came up with this name. Not <laughs> Hear me out. I read this article. I read that double. you need to have d- this <laughs> double a conversation letters. that we had over lunch. And we came up with this other name after Ellie told me this. What was and the other name? It was so bad. It was really bad. It? it was um, dupe, like D-O-O-P. <laughs> that would have been bad. Because at the time. Yeah. yeah do right? Thank you. Don't do that. At the time, it was like, you know, those TikToks that are like, Oh, no, like, at the time, you know, it was nothing. Dupe, like, yeah, dupe. it was trending. Dupe was just, so like, bad. the word. But it has such a no- negative connotation to it. So <laughs> we got, we went home. Um, side note, <laughs> my mom and Ellie's mom are actually best friends, too. Neighborhood Aww. moms, you know. Love and it. I came home, and I'm like, we came up with the best idea ever. <laughs> Our moms obviously hopped on the phone within 30 seconds of us telling, and we're just <laughs> like, talking. These two are bound to failure yeah, like, somehow. And, and then my mom got off the phone, and she's like, Sarah and I talked. <laughs> and what do you think about Muse? And then later, oh. Ellie and I talked about it. So it goes all to our mamas. They're the best. Okay. Um, and we kind of, it just kind of stuck with us. And um, as we talked into it more, just the concept, like Ellie has grown up, you know, serving as a muse to what, 11 million people now on the internet. And it's kind of cool because now, we are taking all of the people who have, are on the internet and all of the things that they talk about. And in a way, now they're serving as like our muse in this whole entire journey and all of the content that we create. And um, besides the fact that the web domain wasn't available for muse, um, our web domain will be our muse. And it kind of worked out because all of these people are our muse. And so um, on all platforms. So where are you on the business right now? Big news today. Oh, yeah, big news oh, today. Big live. news today. Our website designer finally responded to us. Let's uh, go. So just responded. We're really getting somewhere. Let's go. No, I had to be like kind of a harsh boss for the first time today and get on yeah. the phone oh. with the website designer because the, she told us we like had minor changes from the first edit and she was like, oh, this will be one to three days. It turned out being like 11. it was 11 days. 11 days. So for the first time I got on the phone and I was like, that's actually not okay. And she was the bad cop is... and I'm so proud of her. That's right. Thank she you. did great. Wow. So Muse, the website is finished it's, being it's designed. It's up right now, isn't it's it? It's been handed. No, whatever you saw on the internet is not our website. <laughs> what is, oh, we went that, to our Muse earlier. Oh yeah, no. Did it, you? That's not. It's, yeah, it's not our website. Oh. We, we handed our website off to another company that I don't even feel like giving credit to at the moment, but a company (laughs) helped us design our website and they handed it um, back to us today, actually. And then um, we're going to hopefully launch it within the next month, month and a half. It's just going to be nonstop content. And it's just going to be nonstop everything. Pinterest, website, TikTok, Instagram, all platforms. So So what, sorry. So what's the business? What's the business model? What's like, is it a, website you buy off of it is yeah it that's actually like, the question i was going to ask if you could have a similar product to it what would what, what is the inspiration for this product so it's basically a, it's going to be a lifestyle blog it's going to be a one-stop shop for young women mostly gen z all things lifestyle travel beauty and most importantly advice um, so many times on the internet you can find places to have advice for your first date, your first time, your first fight, your parent situations, difficult conversations. It's on the internet, but it's not done by 22-year-old, mm-hmm. 19-year-old girls. It's done by 40-year-old women sitting on their couch blogging. Not that I'm <laughs> writing anywhere different than my better couch, <laughs> but we're going through similar things that these young 14, 18, 21-year-old girls are going through. And so 
It's supposed to be able to create a trustworthy platform that not only are we able to talk and serve as a muse, but eventually this community can create and talk as well. Um, products, you know, how to dress for prom, how to wear your hair for homecoming, what sweater to wear on your first date. So you're the internet big sister. Yes, yeah. literally. Exactly. I love literally. That. So it's a platform that has all your curated line. products, yes. things that you guys <laughs> authentically <laughs> enjoy and use. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm assuming it's affiliates on the back end. So right now we're starting off with affiliate through Amazon. And yes. as we are able to form our community, we're definitely looking into forming partnerships with other companies, whether it's going to be beauty, fashion, Skin, whatever it is, um, we're definitely open to working uh, with a variety of different people. Um, we definitely want to look into mental health stuff as well yeah. and share a bunch of different platforms for women to create, but also relate to mm-hmm. um, so that it's a one-stop shop for you to rely yeah. on, look into, um, and trust. Do you guys follow Glossier at all? Like they're, oh, uh, yeah. I love Absolutely. Yeah. They have… We talked about her business on Ryan's social and she has laid a really good like path. I mean, obviously you guys are already familiar with her, yeah. but her whole story is great. Her, she started out as a blog. Rachel? Yeah. Uh, Glossier. Yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot what the blog was called, but it was super interesting. It was like, I'm trustworthy. I care about these things. Let me I put it out that. there for free. And then over time, she had this fan base of people who trusted her and then Glossier comes to play. Exactly. And I think it's also going to be important for us to like start and test the waters Mm -hmm. where if certain articles are doing better than others, then maybe we'll go into that industry more so than like a different one. So for example, if our makeup blogs are getting the most amount of eyeballs, then we'll go into makeup. So whatever the people want, we're going to try and do for them. Mark Manson, who wrote The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck and has built a movie, like all that stuff, all these books. He was just a blogger writing a lot of stuff. And one day he wrote a blog titled the subtle art of not giving a fuck. And it like exploded. And then he's like, oh, well, I guess well, that's, that's the thing. one. Yeah, and then yeah. turned it into the book. And then the rest is history. And he sold a kajillion copies. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the best part too is like Ellie and I, we FaceTime like three times a day. And we sit here and we talk about these real life things. Like we're both in long distance relationships. And we're, you know, we both have very like in our face moms. And we have things that we deal with every single day. Um, and we have these conversations and then we're like, we need to talk about this. And then I go on my computer and like I sit there and I like reinvent this conversation that me and Ellie just had in our head. And I'm able to provide it because like you can sit here all day and be like, oh, let's talk about breakups and this and that. But like we, I go throughout my life every day and I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I wear to Coachella this weekend? Well, let's write an article about it as soon as I figure it out for myself. Um, <laughs> same thing with like how to deal with a long distance relationship. Like as soon as I figure that out, I'll write it. But we talk <laughs> about these things and I don't think there's an answer. It's, there's not. <laughs> I think Tell that's the answer. That there's yeah. like, no. <laughs> but, um, like, don't do it. <laughs> we just go about our lives every day and we have these genuine conversations as friends. And then I'm, we're able to put it on a screen for everybody to read. And not everyone will agree with everything, but I always wish that I, I grew up with an older sister and a younger sister and a very nosy mother, but I really wish that I was able to go on the internet because not all advice that you get from your friends or family is non-biased. And so it's nice to just have an outside source to trust and look at 
And I think that's what we're most excited for. Yeah, I think we're also in a time on the internet right now where everyone's trying really hard to be authentic. And when you're trying really hard to be authentic, it usually comes off as inauthentic. And so Mm -hmm. for us to like have gone through all of these things, I just like basically graduated high school. She just graduated college. Um, We were just in it. And so we're excited to share like actual authentic articles what what are the goals what when do we want to launch do we have those dates in mind well they just got the website lady to write back we're, right yes yeah. yeah. so, we talked about end of october we're gonna have a launch party and everything I where's think the party that, here san diego the internet here. yes here. we'll oh. be there big sister party that'd be so yeah. cool oh, that's really that's, good dude, headline that's, that's fire dude oh, i love that idea i love okay, that I, can we take that yes okay thank you our biggest hurdle right now is as I'm new to New York and uh, Ellie's just learning her ropes around the city, where the heck do we have this party is so, what we're oh saying. So we'll talk later. So many we'll talk oh, later. Yeah. yeah, Mr. Real Estate over here can definitely <laughs> lend us so out. many but, places. Yeah. I can see this branching out into so many different genres of people in the world. For example, yeah. like you could have one for like college kids who want Absolutely. to like join like extra yeah. like sororities or fraternities or clubs. Then you could do something like that's like, I don't know. It could just branch out into so I many love others. That. That's awesome. Yeah. Stay is the best advice that I think we've learned through trial by bloody fire is like stay as niche as possible. Like I love there that. is riches in niches. And that's like, the, mm-hmm. that's the truest saying of all time. Yep. You know, I think a lot of people like you, you build a big following. You're like, oh, I can do everything. I'm going to sell soap, but I'm going to talk about this. And it's the quickest yeah. way to dilute brand and turn that entire audience into just people who stand outside and watch from a distance yeah. versus really turning that audience and creating that, that real consumer, that. right? That's that really like, good advice. Yeah. That consumer that stays with you. And then I would also go really, really hard on what we call UGC, which is user generated content. So like taking those brand evangelists and creating like a, like a a special membership club where you're giving like the people that really, really love you the most, giving them early access to Muse before you go live in a month. Mm -hmm. Right. So whether it's you go live, you know, in two months, but in one month you're going live just to like your first hundred super fans Mm -hmm. and then really getting their feedback and their buy-in and you ask them all just like make, make social content with it. But then the website is just a sign up. So there's no site that you dropped yet is literally just a sign up so that people are like, well, I keep seeing other people that know me and know Ellie talking about Muse. I have no idea what it is. I went to muse.com and it, I don't understand, but I put in my information anyway, because yeah. it, it creates a fear of missing out okay. and creates that internet velvet rope effect. Mm-hmm. Um, you should do all these things. I love that. We'll Thank invoice you, you guys. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right after no, our website invoices. All that stuff. Yeah. yeah. It, awesome. it works. And I think it's because there is there is so much noise and stuff out there. And I like the internet's big sister, you know. And where do you live? You're in East Village? Uh, Murray Hill. Murray Hill. Oh, it's a yeah. classic first apartment. I'm trying, well, I'm trying to get Ellie to move here so we can both move to like Chelsea or something. There you go. <laughs> stepping on up. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I think like the first line maybe of my first book was like so I was lost in Murray Hill or maybe it was the village <laughs> with you know recent college grad Jessica her friend Jessica and their other friend Jessica I remember yeah, yeah. looking for a one bedroom that they were going to convert into a three, three bedroom oh yeah and I had no idea where I was because I there was no iPhone at the time so there was no like I had, like map quest directions printed on paper and I was trying to like figure out where to go and they all got mad and they all left 
And Sounds I was better. like, I was like, real estate's the best. I just, I just graduated college and all 400 of my friends just moved to New York. And that actually sounds like all of their apartments, a one bedroom flexed into three, but like no it's one expensive. wants to pay the 8,000 to flex. And then all oh, of a sudden expensive. you're paying your $8,000 broker's fee. And then all of a sudden you paid $20,000 and you haven't paid your rent yet. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it is wildly expensive now. I know. Like it's I remember, crazy. like I moved here in 2006 my first apartment was 354 East 66th Street, apartment 3A. It was a one bedroom that we, half the living room was my bedroom. The actual bedroom was the roommate that had a job. He worked at <laughs> Cadwallader, Waller, Wickersham and Taft. So he was a paralegal. And then we had a, Dan, we split up the kitchen. Yeah. And he had a, this he my, had like this a is twin my friend's bed. apartment that you're describing yeah, right Yeah, in now. half the kitchen. And then we shared one bathroom and it was 30, it was 36, 60 a month. Yeah. And we a person? Were, no, no, uh, together, it's a lot. But it's so no, for one bedroom. <laughs> oh, that's and we very iconic. You've so come a long way. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So paid, yeah, we used okay. to pay like a, yeah. Okay. He paid like, it was like 14 and then 11, 11, basically. Um, yeah, back in the day. Yeah, back in the, I was going to say, it's it's gotten a lot more expensive. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I'm so <laughs> excited to move I'm, here, guys. Wow. No, the hardest thing about getting to New York is getting here. I tell everyone that. So yeah, get here and then don't Get here. You just need to get here. Yes. Yeah. I completely agree. But you don't have to have a car. So you like, you balance out all the costs like you there there is a way to live in new york city and actually live here pretty efficiently on budget so, like so you're we're not paying for parking you're not later. doing a car yeah like <laughs> we'll talk about stuff. it later. you're walking everywhere yeah. like you're you know it's it, it, it can be really 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 awesome yeah. i agree and you're surrounded by new york city is the most intellectually curious city in the world so unlike other cities that are super industry specific new york is very intellectually specific so, and if you can't if you're not smart enough, you can't afford to live here. I agree. So like you got to figure it out. Otherwise the city just spits people out. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're going to be fine. I see you scared. I see the fear in your eyes. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. For people that want to build, that want to scale, that want to do stuff. Yes. Yeah. It's like, it's just that classic Frank Sinatra quote. Like if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Yeah. And cause then you I go back that. and you're like everywhere else then is slow. Yeah. Like when I go to LA and we do deals and stuff, or I go to South Florida, no offense to all of our other offices, but like, okay. So, so what's going on? Where, where are we at the deal? <laughs> like, hey, doing? let's get together to like two o'clock lunch and we'll yeah. talk about it. I'm like, it's nine o'clock. Yeah. Why can't you just tell me over the phone? Yeah. Like in New York, like it would have, like the deal would have been happens. done and we would have closed already. Yeah. Like I don't have time to have fucking lunch with you. <laughs> like, what are we going to talk about? I go back home to California and I get homesick. I'm like, dude, like this is so yeah. slow. Like I need to be doing I, something. I and it's like quiet at night. Of course. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, I think yeah, the blood yeah. pressure is high here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real quick, this is just a fun fact because I wanted to do this. Were you on Chopped Junior? <laughs> I, I, I was waiting for you to expose yourself earlier when you said you made your debut on TV. Do you think I ever talked about that ever? <laughs> yes, I was on Oh, Chopped I'm going to tell everybody. I want to be. What is this? Yeah, I was 13 or 14. I had just moved to a new school in seventh grade and I decided to be on Chop Junior. Oh, and so wild. what's it like living my dream? How was it? Like Your dream is to be on Chop Junior? Well, I mean, what's wrong with Junior you? anymore, but like, <laughs> Whatever. I've always thought that show was be that so guy. sick. I, yeah. It's like, no. hey, little Timmy, how's no, that No, that's salad? how I was too. I, I'm, I'm not kidding. It's so crazy just how, I feel like it's a very New York thing that happened too. I was at home sick from like sixth or seventh grade and I was watching Food Network. What else are you supposed to do when you're sick yeah. at home? And I was watching Chop Junior and my mom's like, you could totally be on the show. I'm like, just because I make us pancakes in the morning does not mean I can be <laughs> on Chop Junior. But she, her being the amazing momager that she is, she signed me up and I went through so many interviews to get on and I I did it. And it How'd was you really do? scary. Um, it's so I got out in the second round. There are three rounds, but 
I got out and my brothers were like, we were all talking about how like we thought you were going to get out in the first round. So I <laughs> am very proud of myself, especially because like the other kids were such diehard like cooking people. Yeah. And I was just like, I want to be on TV. This is cool. <laughs> but I mean, I also liked cooking. So it was great. Oh. She, she's a nail salon superstar. <laughs> how do you how do you define your brand? Like if someone came up to you that doesn't know you and they say, okay, so who are you and what's your brand? What do you say? Well, first of all, I'm like, I don't know who I am. Uh, yet. Is that what you say? You, do, you say you don't know? I mean, it's if fair. I'm feeling 19. open, then like, yes. I, I mean, that's the thing is that I am 19. So I have to give myself a little bit of a break in that sense. But I mean, I say that I am a social media content creator who mostly focuses on lifestyle, beauty, and fashion content. I also work in real estate and am just an entrepreneur in general and just trying to figure out more that I can do. I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out, but yeah. You're like a serial that's honest, entrepreneur that's, and that's an curator. honest answer. Yeah. Media yeah. personality. Yeah. Is there a world, sorry, not to go back to Muse because I'm super fascinated by it. <laughs> Is there a world where like Muse kind of just has like their own like network effect type thing? Kind of like Alex Cooper has her new network that she's launching. I think Alex Earl's part of it. You guys know yeah. what I'm talking about? Um, yeah, of course. Unwell. Yeah, Unwell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is there a world where like you guys get into that where you guys just like find talent, like find the up and coming alleys of the world and like, I don't know. I'm just thinking. Maybe, like, yeah. Coach them, we, mentor them. I yeah, I think that like the beauty of this is that we are so young. And so to like be able to start now and then ultimately grow I think we see this as such a long-term thing that we want to do. And I think that that's a problem in a lot of people starting businesses these days is they think that like as soon as they launch, they're going to get so many people to buy it and it's going to be viral. Yeah, and then yeah. once they get like hit a certain number, they're kind of over it. And so I think that we're really excited to like grow Bro. and not necessarily expect so much at the beginning We've, um, we've dabbled our feet in a lot of conversations about a lot of like really exciting things that we'd like to do. But um, Ellie's actually the one who always keeps us like grounded in the sense of like, Mia, like we don't have a website right now. And I, I think we always get, and I kind of drag her into it. We get really excited about, you know, we talk about these crazy, they're not crazy because I know that we'll do them one day. Um, but we talk about a lot of things and then, but she reminds me day by day website we need it <laughs> we need a Step website yeah, um, yeah, yeah. let's make an instagram account let's and we started with these little things and this morning we were looking at our website together exactly how we asked for it um and that was and i was like okay let's plan the party <laughs> let's yeah. plan the launch party that is a really good idea because i think me starting at not only a young age but also at the beginning of when tiktok was really really picking mm. up i think i've really seen what it takes to be a content creator. Yeah. So ultimately someday, probably not right now, as yeah. I'm still clearly can't answer exactly that question that no, you just, I'm just asked I'm me. No, I'm just, I'm curious. I meet a lot of people fair. that have no, no idea. Yeah. And then, then I also think about, okay, so so where do you want to be in five years? Mm -hmm. Like, what are, you, what are you working towards? Like yeah. CEO, is it like media mogul? Is it, you know, like mapping? We talk about goals a lot and yeah. really just sort of like mapping out that path. Yeah. Even though, the path will totally change a hundred times. Yeah. It's always great to have like, what is that? 
you know, North star that you're really kind of like moving towards that gets you up every single day, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know, especially in today's day and age where it can feel like, all right, I'm waking, I'm posting more content and but what's it get me. So I just think it's super cool. I think with that also in like five years, for example, I've, I also want to be more entrenched in like longstanding industries that I know can be successful. So for example, real estate, so that like I can have this uh, career path that I know is like going to happen and like you buy a property, you have it and things like that. So that then I have a little bit more free time to be creative. Because when there's like a lot of pressure on again, being authentic and being creative, that's when just nothing gets done and nothing Mm -hmm. happens. So hopefully that will be in the next five to 10 years. What pitfalls with social do you, do you talk to people about, especially to young girls growing up today who look at you and say, okay, I'm going to scroll through her old feed. I'm going to copy what she's doing. And then maybe I'll also get to 10, 11, 12 million followers. And then I can start my own business. What do you, what do you say to them? As I feel like every kid now wants to pursue social media yeah. at some capacity. Like I guess so what's, hard. That, what's that advice that you can give as like a young person female who's been through your journey? I think that similar to my story at the beginning and how like I didn't go full 100% at the beginning because I was getting hate by my peers. That's genuinely one of my biggest regrets is listening to other people. Mm -hmm. And it's again, so cliche to say, but it's like once you're past it a year or six months or even like a week past someone giving you shit. I don't know if I can swear on this podcast. Yes. I'm sorry. Of course. That's all um, we fucking do here. Fuck. For what you are actually passionate about, uh, that is one of my biggest regrets. So I think like just continuing to find what you personally want to do and create your own opinions about things. It's really easy because I know, because I'm a teenage girl and I scroll on TikTok as well, to just be a follower of what everyone else is doing Mm -hmm. and not necessarily create your own ideas of what you want to do or sitting down with yourself and literally being like, what do I want to do in the next five years? We get so wrapped up in our everydays and like, there's just so much content coming out at us all the time. And so to, I guess, give young girls hope is like the only thing that I really, really try to do every single day. I love that. And yeah, it's much easier said than done, but we're trying. Clip it. That was great. That was beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. How how did you pick the two properties that you bought? Like, what did you like about them? My, the first property that I bought has great like street look, in my opinion, it's beachfront. I wanted to put it on Airbnb. I currently, three years later from me buying it, I just got the plans approved to like tear it all down and be able to have multiple properties onto one. Nice. So again- Has it been rented this whole time though? Yeah, it has been rented this whole time. And so it's great. It's on beach. I thought it was very pretty. My dad obviously thought it was a great investment. Same with my mom. So I was like, okay, we're full into this. Um, The second property that I have- Basically, what my dad has taught me to do is go into like medium to low income areas, especially in San Diego, similar to like here. And obviously, you know, there's a housing shortage. And so to go into those areas, buy a single family property and then add a always buy a property that has a big backyard is what my dad has taught me. Put ADUs on the back and then split the the property into multiple units 
and then get people in it as well and have that rented on longer terms. So that's the second one, which is a little bit more gritty uh, than the first one that's like on the beach and looks all pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm interested yeah. in doing it all. Nice. So. Any cool. advice for her buying a New York City run? Yeah. There's not a whole lot of backyards here. I mean, <laughs> can't, can't build, can't put houses in backyards. It's in New York. New York's expensive. You know, yeah. New York's expensive. Rent's expensive. The monthly costs are expensive. There's definitely good deals. I mean, like we, you know, throughout Brooklyn, there's great opportunity everywhere for multifamily opportunities and investments. I've heard that on your show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's there. Um, <laughs> you know, there's, there's lots of good opportunity. And New York's a good market at the moment. Right, really? It's a good market to buy into, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like That's I'll buy. I feel like I'll buy in New York for myself. But the next thing, I really want to get into the storage unit business. Yeah, so it's huge. That's my next thing that yeah. I really, really want to do. What? Storage, just like so, you know, like you, like you, storage you, wars. Like talk about passive wait, income. Like that's it's insane. Great. What about yeah. that thing? You buy you're a warehouse. About? What are you, you talking about? And you create like you know. At least storage and people rent out the storage, the storage lockers. Oh, you, you know. Oh, sorry. You know, like I, all those signs yeah, everywhere like for all the storage. Got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I straight up thought like storage also, wars. Like, like I'm gonna go buy a storage unit. Dude, you buy warehouses. You're buying the land. It's just like one huge open space that used to be used for who knows whatsoever, and then you lease it on like a master lease as a data center. And those things, or as like an Amazon fulfillment center, like that was massive, and it yeah. still is. Like commercial owning commercial real estate, you could buy something today. And it's probably the fastest appreciating real estate that you'll you'll see in the next ten to twenty years. Like, I have a friend who everywhere. purchased something for art, and he like revamped the entire place and like made a temperature control. Yeah. And now there's like millions of dollars of art there, and it just sits by itself. There's like a security guard, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's much easier so than much like having yeah. to deal with actual people renting yeah. out your properties and yeah, just hold their stuff. And just yeah, right. <laughs> Actually figuring <laughs> out. We met these women last night, and they were talking about. I think this is like a much more of an upper east side New York thing, but um, there's a whole thing in New York right now about women storing their really nice clothes in bags. And then when Mm -hmm. you're ready to use it for a nice event, the storage unit is holding hundreds of people's items. And then when you're ready, they'll just dry clean it and they bring it to your front door. And it's like a multi-million dollar business right now that I've never heard of. I'm like, why didn't I think of that? Like, there's no space here. Because there's no, well, think about it. No one, no matter what your real estate is like, as a woman living in New York, it is very unlikely, unless you just really have it all, that you have the storage you need for your clothes. Like, I I had to leave three-fourths of my wardrobe in California yeah. when I moved here, and I still have the biggest closet in my apartment and the outside closet. Yeah. And yeah. I hear about this app, and of course, I go and look it up, and like, it's not in my budget these days. Yeah, it's expensive. <laughs> it's expensive. Dry cleaning is expensive. Dry cleaning is dollars for expensive. two shirts. Yeah, they have, there's, there's everything on demand in New York. Like, there's, you know, parking on demand, dog yeah. walk, dog washing on demand. Like, people will just That's show up. That's what makes New York, New York, though. Yeah, I remember when, you know, like, we, New York was always about delivery right it was always like you like when i first moved here you get an envelope full of all the local menu restaurants so yeah. the, the menus so you would know where to call and then someone would come through and then seamless got invented seamless was so big in new york it bought doordash right and doordash was literally the rest of the country seamless in manhattan was still bigger and wow. bought doordash and then took a public Wow. Because the rest of the country that like you'd have to argue with restaurants to be like, no, people do want delivery. They're like no one, 
no one's going to do delivery, you know, and, and I mean, they do now, but it took a long time. Whereas in New York, people were like, I don't want to go outside. Like, why are you, like, I don't have to walk and like go to a restaurant and like sit there and look at humans, bring me my stuff. Yeah. I mean, right? I, I think the most valuable thing you've ever said is buy your time. I've taken that to heart. Do you? And yes. No, every single day. Can you oh. explain? Buy your time. It's, it's, I mean, essentially it's just, buy, time is so valuable. If you can pay someone to deliver you the food instead of going out. And spending an hour shopping for, I don't know, tacos or whatever, someone can bring it to you, buy your time back so that you can focus on the stuff that really make you happy and make you passionate and make you money. I love that. That's why you got a driver yeah. at the very beginning, right? Yeah. right? Something like that. It's- There's 1,440 minutes in a day, right? Okay. And so you have a thousand of them roughly to be productive. You guys have a lot more because you're 19 years old. Yeah. Other people might have a lot less because they have three jobs and kids or family, whatever it might be. And so as if you start, stop looking at time as something you're spending, like I'm going to spend my time with her. I'm going to spend my time at the office. I'm going to spend my time on the website and really flip that mindset switch to be like, no, I'm, I'm buying that time, right? I'm investing in that time. The same way you'd invest in real estate. I'm investing in the two to three hour window, right? To get myself what, and then what is that return? And so, and if you just do the math, it makes so much sense. So when I first got into real estate, I was spending so much time, so not money, but time running around the city on foot and in the subway. And if you start to calculate all that time, and I couldn't do work, couldn't make phone calls, right? You're just on the go. Like how much time? So it's four hours a day, you know, just in commuting around the city, showing apartments and all that. Okay, so four hours a day times five, right? Times four weeks a month times 52. Okay, so let's multiply that by how much money I want to make. So how much money do I want to make next year? So those hours times divided by the hour. Okay, so I'm spending how much money on running around the city? I think I'm I think I'm I think I'm not spending anything because I'm saving, but it's not, right? It's it's well, yeah. it's so it's not a cost, it's actually a savings to really invest into your time. So I got a uh, a car, I got an Escalade and a driver that I could not afford whatsoever, like terrifyingly couldn't afford. Um, but I was like, yeah, but I can always abandon the car and just fire the driver. So I'll figure it out. <laughs> but as long as I make sure that I literally just bought those four hours a day back, I bought them back. Now I can sit in the back seat and I'll just do work the whole time. So as long as I don't play games and goof around and all that, you actually have to work. All I have to do, and then I calculated how much more money I have to make to afford it. So I have to do three more average sales a year to afford the driver and the car. And that's it. Just three. And I get four hours of my life back a day. So instead of spending the time, let me buy the time back. And then from there, it was like the nutritionist. So I don't ever have to think about food and so on and so forth. Um, He's a robot. That's why my Uber bills are very high now. After I met Ryan. Yeah, Yeah, but so so then you look at like Uber and you look at how much you spend on Uber and it's like, it's, you know, it's, you're doing it because you want to save the time, but it's actually, it's a major expense to the benefit of Uber.com versus what it might cost for you and Chase or you and another agent Mm -hmm. to say, Hey, you think about building your business the same way I do. Why don't we both go in on a car? So to lease a car like that is 800 bucks a month, right? All we have to do is one extra rental deal a month. Mm -hmm. To get a driver is X amount of dollars, right? We can run it through a payroll system. And that person can then also help us with other stuff. All we have to do is 10 more deals a year together. Let's try it. If it doesn't work, you can always abandon it and fire it. I swear to you, if you do that in the city, you never have to think about anything. You will 
multiply your business that way. Same way with hiring employees. Like we always yeah. hire employees before we can afford them. Really? And I talk to founders all the time who are like, well, with every X dollars in revenue, then I can think about going and getting that employee. But I'm like, that's like, that's like captaining a ship without anyone to row it. Like I want to make sure I have people rowing it so I can actually move forward yeah. and continue to grow. Like when we decided to start up studios before it was studios, it was me and Adrian. We're like, okay, there's only so much Adrian. And there's so much editing we have to do. Like, do I need people? Right. We got to find, we got to find more people. And I'm like, how much does it cost? If I think about the money, uh, then you'll petrify yourself. But if you think about the output, right. And the work that it's going to come from it, yeah. you grow into the staff. Like you'll grow into the work. And if you take care of the work, the work will take care of you. Yeah. That's, that's a great, really good advice. That's a I love great that. Advice. We're full of great advice. Oh, I'm sure. So Thanks we need, like, we need five employees to write all of our articles for what us. What you guys should do is invest in a video editor for your social media and TikTok. Yeah. You're going to have to focus more on the business. That's what I just recently did. And it's like, Saved my life. Really? Yeah. How did you find that person? If you don't I'll tell you later. Asking? I'll tell you okay, the secrets. <laughs> so people. So people. Yeah. Our, our, the guy that leads property tours for us, who leads that whole department, Cody Boone, is 20? How old is he? 21? 21. He just right? turned 21. He's when turning he came to us, he was, he was 19, 18? He DM, yeah, 18. He was 18. Yeah, there's so many people that are that follow you right now. Is this your right Instagram now. Reels guy? No. Who follows you around the house? Diego. That's Diego. I love those. Yeah, Diego. I get so excited. You keep me on my toes. I'm like, what room are we going into next? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Diego. No, We're just going to the bathroom. <laughs> He's around here somewhere. Um, uh, no, but Cody, and it came through DM. Like there's a lot of people. You just put out a notice. And like we talked about it too. Like, you know, following the Gary V method of just mm. kind of going out there like, hey, we're building a business. If you like me and you want to build a business with us, we can only pay so much. Um, yeah. but we're looking for a content creator or this, 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 I'm going to put a link in the bio, send us your information and send us a video on why you're the right person. I, you will get 99% insanity, but that 1% is yep. real yep. and you're not like <laughs> posting job ads or anything. You're just engaging your yeah. an audience. Getting that's yeah, that's yeah. so true. I'm not kidding. That's really, really great advice. Cause we already have had people like DM us and say, I yeah. see what you're doing. I really want to help. And we don't know whether or not to trust it or not. So a video idea is great. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Do the video so that you know that they're not totally crazy and where they are. Yeah. And then you also put people on, you know, you have like apprentice programs or you have, you know, kind of trade programs like, hey, let's do this for two weeks. Like something that we do with every graphic designer has always been, um, I guess we, we used to do it with video until we got as big as we are now. And then yeah. you guys are just, we just, people have just more content, but we would do like a one week trial period. Keep mm -hmm. your job. Don't like or stay in school wherever you are, but like a one week trial period to make sure like we like you. And then if you tell us you're going to do something by Tuesday at five, you do, you do it. Because yeah. you don't want to run into the situation you have now Absolutely. where it's like, yeah. this will take three days. Three weeks later, you're like knocking on the door. Yep. That's like, you can't work with that. That's kind of how we did it. You're like, let's, that sounds weird. And as you're like, let's date before we get married. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, always. yeah let's do it. Yeah. Right. Always. So true. Always it's date important. before you get married. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. Date lots of people at the same time. Yeah. yeah. You know, Maybe that's the best advice. If you remember anything from this, <laughs> take away that. Well, listen, we're super excited about Muse. Everyone should go to it. I don't even know when this comes out, but, but just be aware. Go follow these two. Thanks for coming. Thanks for being on the pod. Thank you guys for, having, for having us. us. You guys actually inspired, I think, both of us a lot yeah. today. So that's we that's the whole reason we do this. We, we, we don't this. care about the viewers. It's just about you. Well, we, care, we care about the viewers. Well, we, we care about the viewers. We care so much about the viewers. Jeez, uh, okay, bye. <laughs> Bye. All right, great. That was great.